we, you know, we've all been holding these snow globes and we've for years been shaking them, shaking them, shaking them, and the snow is flying and we are, um, you know, going to our jobs, we're plugging into work, we are producing more to make more money, to acquire more things that we don't really need. I think we've been so caught up for so long and I think that, um, you know, being willing to step out of that lifestyle that is that can be very distracting and very um, production oriented, if you will, and spending time getting to know yourself again. Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 104 and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy at home. Um, I am recording this from my living room, sitting next to Cooper, and the interview is obviously done on Zoom. It's been an interesting transition, um, especially because I work from home, um, so it wasn't a huge shift in that I was going to an office every day. But I thought I spent a lot of time at home until now. And I realized that a lot of the time I went out into the community, whether that was a fitness class or a coffee shop or just to get out of the house to change my scenery to help with my mindset and creativity and motivation. And now that I can't do that, it's been an interesting self-awareness moment that my emotional and mental state is very dependent on how I was living my life before and from someone who is already pretty self-aware and I'm pretty good at um, changing my thoughts from negative to positive usually it's been an eye-opening moment to realize how it is affecting me and how it's affecting my stress levels and um, just what I have been used to in my life and so I know that people have bigger problems than that because lucky for me that I still have an income and Crystal has his job as well. So we are very, very fortunate. Um, and that he's also still going to work, which means that we are not stuck in our house together. Not that that would be a bad thing, but we are getting space from each other um, on a regular basis, just like we were before. So it's been very interesting. And um, that's why I'm excited for Jana to be on this podcast episode. She was on the podcast um, episode 78, if you're interested in her full story. But she is back because she has an interesting business in that she talks about aligning your values and really doing the inner work before you can do the outer work. And that reflects in your business. And I think now is the perfect time to have that conversation because we have so much extra time to be in our thoughts and do the things that we wanted to do or have been putting off or have been giving the excuse that we just don't have time. So whether that's a meditation practice or launching a side hustle or just posting more on Instagram or whatever it is that your goal was um, that you've always wanted to be doing, this is the chance to do it. Um, And it's also the chance to really think about what you've been doing with your time and how you have been in your business. And this is your chance to change things if you want to or add new things um so the conversation with Jenna is very interesting and it's very relevant to what we're going through right now but can also be relevant to any changing period in your life um so I'm very excited to share this episode with you um Jenna will share a little bit about 
what she does in her business, but she is the founder of All of Her Business, which is a conscious business coaching company that focuses on helping women transition from an employee to entrepreneur in a holistic way. Um, Like I mentioned, Jenna talks about conscious entrepreneurship and why establishing your values is so important for the outcome of your business. We talk about creating moments of nourishment, joy, and gratitude during a chaotic time in the world right now, and why learning to control how you perceive events is key to your mental well-being. Um, And we do talk about feeling your feelings. Like I mentioned, I've had to come to terms with the fact that there are deeper feelings that I usually would just use the outward community to not necessarily avoid, but to help me push through them, which we don't have anymore. So I've had to work through that. Um, but we talk about why that it's it's good to feel those feelings and just let your body do whatever it needs to do during this time and forgive yourself for the time that it takes to reestablish your positive motivation to do things. Um, and Jenna gives her advice for business owners on how to evolve your business using this time to ground yourself in what you want to be doing. So this is a jam-packed episode. I really, really love it. And I hope you love it too. So let's jump into it. Here is Jenna. Okay, welcome back to Poolside Podcast. I am here on Zoom with Jana. She was originally on episode 78. So if you want like the full story, you got to go back to 78. But we are reconnecting um, to talk just more in depth about what you do and some of the ideas that you have and then also talk about just the current situation that we're in. Amazing. I'm so happy to be here. Um, Do you want to just start with introducing yourself and give us a fun fact to get going? Okay, perfect. So my name is Jana and I am the founder of all of her business here in Calgary. Um, And it's funny because Rachel, you sent me these questions beforehand and the one that I was thinking the most about was, oh my gosh, what is my one fun fact? (laughs) What can I share? Um, But interestingly, I am a big sucker for vintage arcade games, particularly Pac-Man. Um, so my best friend in Kelowna will tell you whenever we go out to this one bar, um, I'll be like, okay, Kayla, do you have the quarters? And I'll run right upstairs and go right to the Pac-Man machine. And I get all excited to, to beat the high score, which I've done on a few occasions now. Um, but then I realized that they reset the high score every day. And typically we go earlier. So I got like the unofficial high score early in the evening when all the numbers are low anyways. But that is something I love. Pac-Man. That's amazing. Yeah. And no, who who would have thought? Who would have thought? I know. Jana and vintage <laughs> arcade games. Weird combination. I like it. That's what we need. That's a good fun fact. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So do you want to talk about all of her business. So your business, can you walk us through, like we do have the other episode that gives us like a full rundown of your story, but just for people who haven't heard it, do you want to walk us through your journey of why and how you started that business? 
Oh, amazing. Yeah, so I'll give you kind of the Coles notes version for this episode. Um, but essentially my whole life, I have always been very entrepreneurial since I was very young. I would be selling cookies to the neighbors, selling magazine subscriptions. Um, I've always been starting little businesses, even jewelry and card businesses here and there. Um, so that was kind of my childhood, very entrepreneurial, uh, lots of fun. And then went to school for a combined degree in commerce and psychology, which I feel really started laying the foundation for the work that I'm doing today, which has evolved substantially um, and looks very different than I ever thought it would. But it, it feels like the way in which my life has been pieced together has all been very intentional and in leading up to this point. So I think in university, that's when I really started to become fascinated with um, the human condition and pairing the psychology with the business and the strategic side of things um, to start to look at how we can really evolve businesses and also, um, you know, transform our lives in the process as entrepreneurs. So went to school and then worked in advertising for a number of years, worked as a strategist, worked on the new business development team, and was involved with um, a number of higher profile brands and very prolific business cases, which, you know, at the time, I think that, um, you know, I was in a position that seemed very successful to someone from the outside working at this big company. Um, but deep down, I could tell that there was um, a misalignment in terms of my values and the work that I was doing uh, at the company. And then two years ago, I made the decision to become a full-time entrepreneur. Um, I started a couple of businesses with other uh, co-founders right when I got out of working in advertising. Um, and those businesses, you know, were, were more short-lived. Um, I learned a lot of lessons during that time, working with different people and, and starting something and, and seeing the challenges that come up as a new entrepreneur. Um, but, you know, it was a time of really uh, a lot of transformation for me personally, learning a lot about myself, learning how to start and grow companies firsthand, as opposed to learning about it in business school or even working on other brands with other people. Um, and so, you know, yeah, my first, I'd say six months were quite tumultuous and challenging. And that was when I think the light bulb really went on for me. And I said, you know, if I'm coming up against this uh, resistance and these challenges, and I have all this business experience, how are other women starting companies and becoming entrepreneurs who maybe don't have that foundation in place? And I think one of the biggest things that surprised me about entrepreneurship was just how much personal development was required in the process. So moving through the fear and building up that confidence and building up the fortitude to withstand those seasons that may be uh, more challenging and certainly more uncertain compared to other seasons. So that was really what um, inspired me to start my company. And now with all of her business, um, essentially my work really focuses on supporting women holistically through times of deep transformation and really taking a more expansive approach to entrepreneurship essentially. So I often work with women who are transitioning out of employment and into entrepreneurship and helping them to build a really beautiful foundation for their new life and business. So as a coach, we work on everything from some of the more crunchy pieces, like building out that business strategy or that marketing plan, um, 
all the way to really deep mindset and emotional work. So anything around um, establishing and upholding boundaries to developing confidence and, and doing some of that deeper work around the self-doubt or the fear or resistance um, that's really blocking women from being their most authentic and vibrant selves in their life and business. So yeah, that's a little bit more about what I do at my company and I absolutely love it. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And I think um, it's such a refreshing way to look at business, especially as a woman and as an entrepreneur, because it, like, as you were talking, I was thinking about um, kind of like why I started my own business and what happened. And, and same thing, like I was at an ad agency, but I was like the second employee. So it was just like the guy that owned it and then me. And I just, it didn't really work out because I was like, this isn't how I would run the business. Like this isn't, it doesn't align with like who I am and my values. And even the job I had right afterwards, working for a friend who started a company, it was literally the same thing that it was like, this isn't how I would run it. Like I, I don't, like how it feels like how this business is being run and so then I mean you're like it was the same where I was like well I'll just do it myself then I was like I'll just work for myself mm -hmm. and then I can figure out what needs to be done so that I feel good about the business that I'm running so I really like how you've incorporated that to help people figure it out if you don't have maybe that self-awareness or you don't have that like motivation to get out of your business or get out of your like typical job because it can be hard to just be like, oh, I quit. I'm going to do it myself, you know? And so I think it's good that you have like a process that helps women figure that out without having to, like we both did, like you have to kind of figure it out as you go. So it'd be a lot easier if someone was just like, well, I'll skip some steps for you and help you like get to the end without having to right. just stumble in the dark for years. Right. And I think having someone by your side during that experience, especially early on can be so beneficial because at least in my experience, entrepreneurship took me to some really deep places that I didn't think I would go. And there were moments in my journey where I really smacked my knees on the pavement and fell down hard. And I remember too early on, there were weeks where I would be, you know, sitting, I remember in my, in my bedroom on the ground, meditating and, um, moments where I just was so uncertain and didn't know what was coming next. And I remember the tears would be streaming down my face and I would just keep reaffirming to myself, I'm not, I'm not giving up. I'm finding a way through this and I'm going to go through the discomfort and through the friction so that I can come out of it on the other side. And I think I always intuitively and intrinsically knew that there was something because there, there always is something waiting on the other side of those difficult periods. But Sometimes it really takes swimming through those seasons to, to get to that point. And so I think that, um, you know, those more challenging times, even the times that we're all in right now, um, I think that, you know, when, when we're in experiences that feel really dismantling, those experiences can also be really incredible catalysts for our becoming and for our unfolding into something new, essentially. Right. I love that. And like you said, it ties into the, what we're going through right now as a whole world, which we will get into a little bit later. Mm -hmm. um, but I do want to keep a little bit of the, a similar type of podcast for this, even though we are going through an interesting time. Um, and so talking about how you kind of take a holistic approach to entrepreneurism and the mental side and the business side. So um, I know you talk a lot about conscious entrepreneurship. So what does that mean? And what does it mean to you? Mm, that is such a beautiful question. And I think for me, 
the definition of conscious entrepreneurship has um, really evolved in many ways. But for me, I would say that um, entrepreneurship looks like building a business from a true place of sustainability. So I think that, um, you know, with companies today, we're, we're starting to go in the right direction. So we are thinking about sustainability in terms of the environment. We're thinking about sustainability in terms of humanity and making sure that products are made in ethical factories with appropriate working conditions, for example. Um, but I want to start to expand that definition of sustainability to include the entrepreneur at the center of the company. And I think that something that I've even witnessed in, in entrepreneurship and owning a business is that I see a lot of my peers and entrepreneurs around me who have actually built businesses at the expense of themselves. So they are, you know, working 60 to 80 hour weeks. They are really putting their needs on the back burner and, and fueling this business, but the business isn't supporting them and, and, you know, giving back to them in the ways in which it needs to. So I think that really redefining the relationship that we have with our businesses is so important so that it gets to be a relationship that is nourishing and expansive rather than a relationship that is um, overwhelming um, and taxing, which leads to burnout. Right. No, I love that. And I think anybody who has owned a business has experienced all of that. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, I think that's important, especially if someone has a business now to kind of transition more into the conscious side of it even if that's not where you started which i guess is what you do but i think that's important for people to just like think about in general right exactly and one of my you know my own personal affirmations in my business is um the more that i am nourished the more my business can thrive so when i'm taken care of i get to source and support my business in a much bigger way than i could have if i was running an overdrive Right. Totally. And I, I mean, that's like the song to every entrepreneur that the hustle and the grind and not stopping is real and almost like you have to, like there's, ex you're expected to run as fast as you can while you're building your business. And I think the world is changing a little bit, not even just with what's happening now, but just the like rhetoric around slowing down and it, it's okay if you're going to meditate in the morning, you don't have to get up at five o'clock in the morning and and everything like that and so and then being able to figure out what works for you or what doesn't work for you um exactly. so like you said so that you're like as a person you're running at your top optimal energy levels to reflect into your business right and i think for me too what i found is you know, when I take moments out for myself, there's actually a lot of work that can still happen behind the scenes on the business. So, you know, I find that I get some of my most incredible insight about the direction of my business when I'm out walking and ideas and content will just come to me very organically because I'm creating spaciousness so that that can happen. Um, and I think it's, you know, kind of, metaphorically similar to, you know, oftentimes we're driving on these highways or we're going places and there's this gorgeous sunset and we're missing it. Like we're, we're missing the beauty of life that is always around us, um, you know, in service of getting to the next thing. I know even for myself in, in recent weeks, even being, you know, in this social isolation, I've um, noticed that when I go out for drives, I'll find myself saying, oh shoot, red light, you know, oh no, why isn't this a green light? I've hit too many red lights. And it's like, but Jana, where, 
there's nowhere to get to right, right now. There's no rush. But yet you're still kind of on that wheel, right? Of like, oh, I got to go. I got to get faster. It's like, you're not late for anything. You're right on time and you can be intentional about it rather than, um, you know, racing to the finish lines that we create for ourselves. Right. And yeah, and I think right now is the perfect time to figure that out and to kind of get into a habit of slowing down, not rushing while we're driving, just taking it all in because I don't, I mean, especially in our lifetime, there hasn't been a moment that this has happened where it's such a long period of time that you have mm-hmm. extra time to just go nowhere, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so we kind of talked about it by finding your own personal values and nourishing yourself. So creating more of a conscious personal brand aligning with your conscious entrepreneurship, kind of the same situation. Um, so that will reflect in your business. So what are some of the ways that people can do that, um, create that conscious personal brand in their business, but also in their life? Mm. I think that for a lot of us, um, it's about coming home to ourselves in a new way. And I heard this metaphor the other day that really resonated with me. And this woman was talking about how we, you know, we've all been holding these snow globes and we for years been shaking them, shaking them, shaking them. And the snow is flying and we are, um, you know, going to our jobs, we're plugging into work, we are producing more to make more money, to acquire more things that we don't really need. I think we've been so caught up for so long. And I think that, um, you know, being willing to step out of that lifestyle that is, that can be very distracting and very um, production oriented, if you will, and spending time getting to know yourself again um, and getting reacquainted with your values, I think is so important. And even spending time considering, you know, if I were to define my values in my own words, what are those? What, what is truly important to me or you know, what is it that I love? What do I desire out of life? And um, I think for a lot of us, um, you know, sometimes our desires are, are put on hold because again, we're plugged into different systems or we've got a lot going on. Um, but I think there's something to exploring our desires that is really important in the sense that when we're desiring something, there, there's a reason why we are desiring it. And often I find that those are the areas where our greatest growth is, where our greatest potential can be tapped into. Um, But I think for some reason, you know, just in light of the world and everything that we do, we've lost sight of um, what feels really true and authentic to us. So I think coming back home to, to ourselves and, and spending some time getting reacquainted with who you are and what you value and what you desire can be a really good starting space for um, people who want to make more intentional and conscious, conscious shifts in their lives and build brands and businesses that really come from that deep rooted place of authenticity. And I think that, you know, the depth, if you're an entrepreneur, the depth of your business can only go as deep as the depth that you've gone within yourself. And I think that we have to remember that we are the foundation of our business. And the more that we do our inner work, and I always say this, I say our inner work is the greatest catalyst for our outer work. And I think that sometimes as much as we like to think, well, this is my business and I'm over here, um, you know, we, we are interconnected and that again can be a really beautiful 
fortifying relationship if we create it to be so. Right. And how is there like practical things that you do or that you suggest to your clients to do to kind of build that foundation of values or doing that inner work? Like what are your favorite like, activities to do to, to do that? Mm. So I think for me, I, I'm a really open person when it comes to personal development and growth. So I have a really dedicated meditation practice. So in the mornings before I check any technology, I will meditate. Sometimes it's for 10 minutes, sometimes for 20 or, or longer. Um, but I'll really get intentional about spending time with my own thoughts for me, you know, spending time in prayer, connecting with, um, uh, yeah, higher power, the universe, whatever you call it. I think we all have our own um, spiritual relationships, if that's something we're connected to. Um, so for me, meditation has been really important. And things have come up for me during um, meditations, which have been really interesting, you know, things that I have needed to heal or patterns or belief systems that are actually quite limiting and holding me back that I didn't realize were, were living inside of me. Um, but I also find for myself, um, you know, reading books on personal development have been um, a really beautiful way for me to, again, connect with those deeper parts of myself. And I'm someone who also believes in um, accessing what you need when you need it. And I think tuning into yourself and, and asking yourself, you know, what would feel really supportive for me? Um, for some of us, it means talking to a therapist for some, I mean, even myself, I've worked with energy healers and have had, um, some really profound experiences. Um, you know, does it look like taking an online program? What does your growth and development need to look like so that you can get to that place, um, where you know, your potential is lying? Right. No, I love that. And I think, like you said, creating that space for yourself to do that, because a lot of people are like, well, I don't have. I mean, now people have more time, but they don't, they don't have 10 minutes in the morning or they don't have 20 minutes or they don't want to become vulnerable in that type of way. Because I feel that once you start that type of work, which is obviously the point of it, but it can be hard, I think. And I feel like there's a lot of people, I'm sure you work with a ton of people like that, that have like a block before they can, that they need to break open and which I'm sure people are scared to do because you never know really what's going to be there. Right. And I think part of this whole experience is trusting ourselves as well, like trusting that we can actually stand by ourselves when we go to some of those deeper places. And it's so funny, even in my work, I will have women who come to me and say, I, I just need a business plan. I just need the strategy. I just need the brand. And it's amazing how the work always goes to that deeper place and they come out of it. And I have one client in particular who came out of it saying, I just had no idea that doing that work would have shifted my life and my business in this way. So I think it can be really miraculous and, and really beautiful. And I think that, you know, as you go on this journey of personal development or exploring entrepreneurship, um, you'll know what you need when you need it. And so really being in touch with yourself and, and connecting with what feels most true and supportive for you um, is just so important in that whole process. Definitely. No, I really like that. Um, and right now specifically, but also in general, um, if someone's feeling disconnected or overwhelmed with their work or life or just the world <laughs> right mm -hmm. now, um, what advice would you give them? 
Mm. Oh, so many thoughts here. Um, you know, I think first and foremost, given this season that we're in, it is so important for all of us to allow ourselves to feel what we need to feel when we need to feel it. So allowing feelings of grief or anger or sadness to be present, like actually allowing them to wash over us. Um, because I think sometimes for some of us, we can be real fixers and we want to shift, you know, to better feeling thoughts right away. And sometimes we don't always give ourselves that opportunity to, um, fully express the emotions that are living within. So I'd say, first of all, allowing yourself the space to be where you need to be. And then also recognizing that when you are ready, you can always shift to a more positive, higher vibration affirmation. So one of the things that I've been working with um, people on, on recently has been, um, you know, working on some of that internal language and shifting that internal dialogue so that you can feel better and you can actually open yourself up to um, more expansive or more creative possibilities. So um, even for myself, you know, there have been moments during this experience where I've had to go out for solo drives and just cry and let those tears flow and let, let it wash over me. And then there have also been moments where you know, I feel ready to shift into a better feeling thought. So one of the things that I'll often do is I'll place one hand on my heart and I'll place one hand on my forehead and I will do some deep breathing and I will create new affirmations for myself. So I will say things like, I choose to feel safe now, or I choose to feel grounded now. I choose to feel nourished now. And I find that just by starting to shift that internal dialogue, we can already start to feel better. And sometimes for myself as well, when I feel blocked in my life in any area or my business, I'll again start to shift that internal dialogue and say, even though I'm feeling hopeless or even though I'm feeling overwhelmed, I open myself up to creative possibilities and solutions. And I think that even that, you know, that experience of honoring where we're at and also welcoming in something that is more expansive and supportive um, can be a really beautiful way to start to shift your energy, to start to feel better, and to start to tap into new potential ideas, opportunities, or experiences that maybe for some reason you were blocking, even on an energetic level beforehand. Right. And I think that comes back to having that self awareness to take that moment because I even um I'm one of those people that I'm like oh I'm fine like it's fine mm -hmm. like I I'm at home all the time anyway like I prefer to not see people like it's fine but right. then you don't realize how much you do need that connection even if it was you weren't like you're just like oh I go to spin and I go to coffee shops and I kind of do all this but I'd rather be at home but you don't realize what toll that is taking so even on a couple days ago like on Friday and Saturday I was in such a bad mood and I was just like, I don't, and I couldn't do anything. And I was just like, what is happening? And I was like taking it out on my fiance. And I was just like, I was like, I think it's stress. But then, and then on Sunday, I was like, okay, like just do nothing. Like just watch TV. Like just don't listen to a podcast. Don't read a book. Like don't get your brain going. Just right. calm yourself. And then I like all afternoon, that's what I did. And just like lounged. And when I came out of it, I was like, oh, I don't think it was stress. It was just that I just am overwhelmed by like not having connection and having to stay at home and right. just, right. you know, and so it was a, an interesting, um, awareness to have that 
it was a different feeling that I don't feel usually because my life just doesn't have the space for that. So it was a very interesting like opener to be like, oh, so maybe this is affecting me more than I would admit. Um, and then taking the time to be like, like you said, like, what do I need right now? And for me, it was something that was just like mind numbing, um, yeah, totally. you know, which is, which mm-hmm. usually I'd be like, oh, I can't watch TV for four hours. Like what a waste of time, you know, right. but instead I was like, no, like it's going to be fine. Like I put on headphones and I like went upstairs and laid in bed and watched like music videos for two hours. Amazing. And it was, you know, like you just need something totally. to like, to get your mind off of it. And then today, like, then I went for dinner at my parents' house um all self-isolation we're all else isolated together <laughs> but to have the human connection and then this morning I woke up and I felt way better so it was just mm-hmm. like you needed those moments to be like okay like what do I need where can I go to right. escape from whatever is happening right now exactly and I think that's so beautiful and I think um really resonates with me as well because I really believe that nourishment is about taking what we need when we need it and I think during the season, like you were talking about as well, it's so important to be really conscious about what we're consuming on all levels. So I know even for myself, um, like even the television I watch or, you know, the amount of news that I watch and when I watch it, um, and even the foods that I eat, like if I'm eating a lot of sugar, I'm noticing, which normally I don't, but there's been a few days where I've just had the worst or the best chocolate cravings. But, you know, I think that we all need to be really aware of kind of what we're bringing into our bodies and our minds, because we don't have the same coping mechanisms as we used to, like the going out with friends or to the gym or going to your favorite local coffee shop or whatever. We don't have access to those same things. So I think that, you know, when we're watching something, what we've been watching can tend to kind of sit in our brain and even just in our, in our field and in our bodies for a while, because we're not moving energy um, the same way that we used to. So I think that that's just so important. And like you said, to know what it is that you need and take that time and to actually allow yourself to, to watch the TV for four hours to, you know, to go outside when you need to go outside or have some space from your partner when you need it just to be on your own. And then also to be with community when you need it. If you can be with someone, you know, in person, like a family member who's also been isolating, or if you can just connect with people virtually, I think that's amazing. Right. Yeah. And I think that, that kind of ties in what we are going to move into, but creating those pockets of like nourishment and joy and moments in your life that you have control over because there's so much that we can't control right now. And so that in itself is overwhelming. And so taking the moment to, to create just a moment for yourself, that's like going to give you that joy and that gratitude that you need to move forward in your day. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you want to just talk on that and how you've done that in your own life and kind of advice you have for people? Mm -hmm, Definitely. I think during this season too, it it can be really supportive to look at things like nourishment from a bite size perspective. And I think in the past we would tell ourselves, you know, oh, that, that 10 minute walk doesn't matter because it's only 10 minutes or taking a five minute break. I'm just not going to take it because it's only five minutes. But I found that those micro moments of nourishment actually can add up really quickly. And so giving yourself those little pockets of time where you can go for that walk, or you can even turn on some of your favorite music and just dance in your apartment, um, or taking that time to 
um, even intentionally make your morning coffee. Um, I think for a lot of us, it's like even making coffee has just become very transactional and we get it and then we've got to get it into our system really quickly. Um, but taking some time to even steam some milk for yourself and make a latte or prepare a meal from that really beautiful place of intention. I think that all of these moments can start to add up and, and really make a big difference. Um, because again, we just don't have the, the resources and the social connection and the opportunities that we used to have to release energy and to feel good. And so sometimes taking a few minutes to yeah to dance to to move your body to get outdoors um even for myself i've been um just even going on youtube and watching 10 minutes of a really motivational talk and i find that those little uplifting moments in combination with the moments where i feel what i need to feel has just been so powerful in um just being able to move through this season with a little bit more intention and ease and grace Right. And I think it, it is up to us, like personally, to make that decision and do those things because we can't rely on the outside sources that we used to when we were just like, oh, it's fine. I'll just leave my house and go somewhere. So I think it is creating those moments and realizing that it's up to you if you want to have a better day or not and really um, tune into how you're feeling in that moment. Right, right. And I think too, like allowing yourself to feel good when you feel good. Because I think sometimes it's easy to get into that space where, and again, we, we are certainly very privileged to even be having this conversation about nourishment in this moment. But also I think that, yeah, it can be tempting to say, well, you know, there are other people who, you know, don't have a situation quite like this. So, you know, I, I feel bad for feeling good. But I think that it's so important that when we do have those moments of feeling good, that we allow ourselves to be in that space and also to um, even allow ourselves to still hold the highest vision for our lives and for this planet in light of times of deep uncertainty and know that you don't have to let go of that vision or let go of those dreams or those desires. It might look different in reality. Things might go through different twists and turns and you might end up there by, by taking a different path that you didn't expect necessarily. Um, but I think continuing to hold, yeah, just the highest vision for your life and for your business um, and hold on to that energy and allow that to be part of your experience as opposed to dipping and living in that place of fear. Right. And like we mentioned before, I think that ties into limiting your media consumption and deciding what you're going to take in because I mean, I don't have cable, so I can't watch the news, but even being on Twitter and there's a lot of negative fear-based things right. that are being posted. And I think even if you don't know that that's what you're consuming, that it is there and it sits on you. So mm -hmm. with everything else, having the nourishment, doing all that, but then also, um, like we mentioned, just being aware of what outside sources are contributing to how we're feeling. A hundred percent. And just always being really tuned in to that. And, um, it's funny too. I watched actually Tiger King this weekend. I oh, watched yes. <laughs> it. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I, as I was watching these first two episodes mentally, I was, you know, listening to it and, and taking it in and processing it. But it's really interesting because I could actually feel my body starting to feel anxious and, 
I had to really check myself and I actually didn't even end up finishing the second episode because I just found that the things that they were presenting and the things that were going on in those circumstances were just too much for me. And so I think that even sometimes for us, things that maybe would, would have been okay before, like, oh yeah, I can watch that or I'll be fine or whatever. Things are affecting us in different ways. And so always just noticing. And sometimes too, I, I find our bodies can actually react before our minds do. So knowing even your bodily sensations. So what's happening when I'm tuning into the news at this time before bed? Is that serving me or is there another time when I can watch it and stay informed, but it's not going to impact my sleep, for example, or, you know, that scary movie or that intense TV show, is that serving me? Um, and for some people, they may be fine. Like that's a genre that they enjoy and that's actually uh, something they enjoy watching. But for me, and I think for, for a lot of us, just knowing where our boundaries are in terms of what kinds of content and experiences are going to serve us and what experiences might put us or lead us back to that place of fear when we don't necessarily want to go there. Totally. It's so funny you say that because I watched all of it. And you watched didn't watch it because it gets worse. Like, yeah, I know. I think I had to turn it off. Yeah. And so I yeah. watched the whole thing and I only watched it so that I could like talk about it with people and so that I would understand like on social mm -hmm. what was happening. But it's funny that you brought that up because the night that I finished it, I didn't have, I didn't sleep. Like, and it wasn't mm -hmm. like out of fear, but I think I, it was just like, it was such a weird show. And there was so many like, and I'm not even like a huge, like I love animals, but it doesn't like, keep me up at night like you know I'm just like it's but I think it was just so bizarre and like irritating that I just couldn't yes. sleep that night and I was just like what? I was like that's the dumbest thing I've ever like the show was so dumb but then I think because it was so real and you're just like what and I, like, I couldn't like it was just so overwhelming and so but yeah so I didn't sleep the night that I finished it and so that was after episode two as well. Yeah. Like, I, that night I was like, Oh my God. And everyone's watching it. Like it's so entertaining. It's so bizarre. Totally. <laughs> but I think again, that's where it's like knowing yourself and knowing just because, you know, the consensus or a lot of people are, you know, promoting this or talking about it. Is it what's actually best for me? Totally. Yeah, yeah, I think the overall consensus is Tiger King is not good for anybody. So no. I think everyone can stop watching it now. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we wrap up, I know that the two of us could talk for literally hours and hours, but mm -hmm. keep it on the timeline. Um, before we close out, uh, I just want to talk about the bigger impact of what's happening right now um, and just how people can adjust to having control over how we're perceiving our experiences. We talked a little bit about like the media consumption, but I just wanted mm -hmm. your thoughts on um, how everything is being reconstructed and things are different now, like in the whole world um, and what just your thoughts are on that. Right, right. And I think it's so important um, at this time to just remember that um, while we cannot control our experiences and what happens around us, we have complete power when it comes to how we perceive those experiences. And I think that that is something to hold on to and something to look at um, during this time and, and, and understanding how can I stay grounded in light of all this uncertainty. And I know for different people, this has looked very different. You know, people have lost jobs or income sources, or they've been, you know, dealing with different experiences with loved ones. And so I think 
you know, we're on this spectrum where there are some people who are in isolation who are still able to work from home. And then there are other people who are just in much more um, intense emotional experiences. And I think that um, being willing to, again, hold space for ourselves and all of our emotions and this experience is so important. And also knowing that we can choose to hold a higher perspective. And um, again, I, I just believe so strongly that during periods of deep dismantling, um, these periods are are in service of, of a new unfolding or a new remembering that there are a lot of changes happening. There are going to be, um, you know, new things unfolding in light of these circumstances. And I think that especially from a business perspective and looking at corporations, we are really due for a lot of um, changes when it comes to capitalism and shifting from a place where, um, you know, the fiduciary duty of a corporation is to maximize shareholder value to now looking at it from a lens of, okay, well, how do we actually support humanity and the environment through business as opposed to it being at the expense you know deteriorating these resources and our planet and and you know the well-being of people um for, for money so i think that there's a lot of opportunity and i think there is a lot of um good and and important things that will come from this season but um you know for some people who may really um be struggling right now i think allowing yourself to to be in your experience and honor what this experience is for you is just going to be um so important definitely and i think it's important too for people that are struggling and are at home by themselves and obviously like you said dealing with much more emotional trauma than some mm -hmm. of the rest of us are that reaching out to other people to make that connection mm -hmm. that we're all like everybody no matter what level of economic despair or self-isolation you're at I think everyone needs more connection right now so the people that that need support I think it's important to reach out to people like whether it's just on Instagram like every I mean everyone is fully on Instagram all day now so I think yeah. everyone's available for online yeah. connection um to not feel bad about reaching out to just to chat with people or to ask for help a hundred percent and we on some level we really are all in this together. Even though our experiences with it may look different, we are all experiencing a shift to a certain degree. So the more I think that we can reach out and come together during this time, um, you know, virtually or however we can, I think the more this will be a little bit easier to move through. Totally. And I think on the other side of it, I, I, I hope, and I think that it will have positive outcomes, like you said, for just how everyone is thinking about how this world's being run on like a personal level for how you're running your own life and your own business, but also then a fully global look at it. Mm -hmm. Very well said. I agree. Awesome. And where can people find you, uh, find more about your business, connect with you, all of that. Mm, perfect. So they can find more, uh, more out about me, um, by heading over to all of her business. So online it's all of her Um, and I actually just relaunched my website and it's been a really beautiful experience because my first website, I worked with, um, a team of developers and I worked with a copywriter, which was fantastic, but this is a complete reflection of my own belief systems, my brand, my voice, my 
artistic style, the whole nine yards. So I'm really proud of it and really excited about it. So um, that's a space that is really um, a great representation of my work and the work that I do. Um, or over on Instagram, I am at all of her business and always excited to connect with anyone who is interested in entrepreneurship or transformation. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for coming on here. I know we'll have more future conversations. Can't wait. Okay. Thanks for listening to another episode of Poolside Podcast. I hope you gained some insight and inspiration from Jana. She is really great and make sure you check her out. She has a lot of great content that she puts out to help with everything that she talked about, realigning your values and figuring out how you want to run your business in a conscious and holistic way. If you enjoyed this podcast episode and my podcast in general, I would love if you went over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this and rated and reviewed the podcast. And if you're listening along and you want to post about it, feel free to tag myself and Jana in this episode. Thanks for listening. I will see you in the next episode.